If you have been watching Tennessee's left-leaning, corporately-funded media spew lies and innuendo about what really happened in Nashville at the Christian school shooting, and you feel like you're being gaslit, and you feel like you're being lied to, you are. And if you are a conservative who does not like it, you are in the right place. This is Brandon Lewis with the 10 Con Big 7 Weekend Update. We are Tennessee's largest conservative news alternative, and we are here to set the record straight. And we're going to cover two big stories related to the shooting at the school. We are going to cover uh, the gun control mob that stormed the Tennessee Capitol. We are going to also talk to you about uh, how you may be able to retain your rights to take kids out of failing schools, even though Republicans would like to take them away from you. We are going to discuss a bill to protect teachers from the nonsense of calling kids things that they aren't, which is part of what has led to all this mania and madness that we have in our culture. Legislation uh, that would check the illegal immigration status of uh, people that go to vote in Tennessee. A bill to protect uh, the unborn, even if it's outside of Tennessee's borders. Reviewing and eliminating in a faster method uh, the inappropriate garbage and trash-filled pornographic books that are inside our library trying to corrupt your children and much more. Before we get into all of that, Please do pray for one of our reporters, Helen. Uh, her mother went on to glory in a car accident, but there are five uh, nieces and nephews that were in the car, and uh, many of them were med to Vanderbilt, and we are praying uh, for peace, we are praying for healing, and we are praying uh, that things will go well in that situation. So do please pray for Helen. If you want to follow us, uh, go to the places where we are not censored or turned down, like Twitter, Gab, Getter, Truth, Parlor, Rumble, and MeWe. We are on Facebook, but if you follow us on Facebook, you probably only see one out of 30 or 40 posts because we have been censored and shadow banned there. And do go wherever you get your podcasts and search for Tennessee Conservative. Now, this is a very important newscast, more important than most. So if you would retweet this on Twitter, I would greatly appreciate it. If you would uh, share it, if you would forward it to your friends uh, who really want to know the truth about what's going on in Tennessee right now, uh, particularly as it relates to the response to this school shooting, please do that. Before we go, let's get into the mailbag. I've got this beautiful card here, as you can see, that came in. We do get mail here at 1523 East 27th Street, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37404. And it says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, Ephesians 1, 16. May the Lord bless and multiply all the gifts given for the needs and provision of the Tennessee conservative brand and his family and his staff so that Tennesseans can continue to get the facts and the truth for all that concerns the great state of Tennessee. Brandon, um, what you do blesses so many. Thank you for all you do, Jim and Tracy. Thank you, Jim and Tracy. You are fantastic uh, supporters. If we had a hundred more like you, uh, we could tell everybody the truth in Tennessee. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you more than you know. I also have a note here. I love your podcast and reporting. Thank you for educating us in Tennessee. Please shut my Tumblr and goodies too. Dot, 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 Regina. Thank you, Regina, for sending that in via mail. All right, let's get right into the story. This is very sad. Uh, I have two daughters, uh, one of which goes to a very small Christian school. And you've got to live your life, right? These kids need to be on the playground playing. They need to be feel like they're in an area where they're safe and secure. We cannot live in constant and continual fear. But 
we also live in an evil world. It says um, in Ecclesiastes that there's nothing new under the sun and that men are evil. And it further says in Proverbs, like when you see evil and when you see the government doing bad things and when you see leaders and people in authority doing bad things, you should not be surprised. Even so, it is still sad when you watch it happen. Trans woman slays six in Christian school massacre. A young trans woman armed with several weapons, including two rifles and a handgun, gained access to the Covenant School, a private Christian school in Green Hills, and killed three children and three adults before being killed by police. Audrey Elizabeth Hale, 28, of Nashville, entered through a side door of the first floor of the building and began shooting, making her way to the second floor where the majority of the attack occurred. Forgot to move the slide. There you go. Officers engaged Hale on the second floor, killing her before she had the opportunity to hurt any other individuals in the building, all of whom were in lockdown mode following an active shooter protocol that was in place at the school. A search of Hale's family home, where she lived with her parents, revealed evidence that she had been surveilling the school along with a map. Also at the location was a manifesto that indicated she had intentions of doing even further harm based upon the plans that were included in the materials that belonged to the shooter. Tennesseans deserve to read everything this woman wrote about this. We deserve to know. And I hope that they'll release it sooner rather than later. Nashville Police Chief John Drake indicated that Hale chose the school because of its lack of armed security. Drake said police will be investigating if Hale's identity as transgender played any role in the deadly attack. Nearly 200 students and 50 staff were evacuated and taken to a nearby church where parents were reunited with their children. I can't remember, but I think it's like 90-some-odd percent of mass shootings happen in gun-free zones. You wonder why. We've got somewhere around 440 or 430 million firearms in this country. Yet we only have 7.5 on average shootings, mass shootings, in this country every year. I don't know what the population is. Is it half a, half a billion? I'm sorry, I don't know that number. But it's also estimated that firearms prevent about 2.5 million crimes every year. We can't disarm Tennesseans in a knee-jerk reaction to this. We need to arm and educate our children, uh, not our children, but our teachers, rather. And we need to arm... We'll probably do need to arm, maybe with pepper spray or something else. God knows, our kids. We do need to arm our teachers. We need to arm our administrators and principals. And if and when it's in the budget at a private school, there probably needs to be an armed guard. And there certainly needs to be one at every public school. Because only 50% of the funding makes it into the classroom. We spend 20% or rather, we spend uh, $12,000, and only about 50% of it makes it in the classroom, fire a useless administrator, hire some armed guards. That's what we need to do, plain and simple, plain and simple. Now, before I get into what happened, well, let me just get into what happened. Let's get into the next story. Do share this. This is a very important 
uh, newscasts, retweet this. If you listen to the podcast, forward this to a friend. People need to know what's really happening in Tennessee because you will not get it from the left-leaning corporate media. They hate your guts. They're all liberals in this state. We're outnumbered 80 to 1 conservative news outlets to liberal news outlets in this state. We need your help getting the message out. Gun control mob storms Tennessee Capitol, delaying action on House floor. On Thursday, activists participating in a gun control rally outside the Tennessee Capitol building spilled into the House gallery floor, delaying action on the day's business. Roughly 400 of 500 protesters rushed into the building demanding stricter gun laws in response to the shooting at Covenant School. Never let an emergency go to waste. At least six Tennessee state troopers attempted to hold back the angry protesters before they pushed their way in. According to the New York Post, a Tennessee nonprofit called Awake planned the protest. They weren't the only ones. The House was forced to go into recess during the disruption. Democrat Representatives Justin Jones, Brother Jones, I think is what he's called. I've heard he has some kind of criminal record, I'm not certain. For violence. From Nashville, Justin Pearson from Memphis and Gloria Johnson uh, from the Knoxville area were seen actively urging the protesters on with megaphones. Both Republican and Democrat leaders went outside on the House balcony and huddled for more than 30 minutes before emerging. Both Republican and Democrat leaders uh, huddled. And when Republicans, the caucus leaders specifically, Cameron Sexton, told the House members that he understood their frustration but how they were expressing it was not acceptable, Republican leaders declined to immediately sanction the representatives involved in their behavior. If you don't sanction them, you're just inviting them to do it again. Once the mob gets whipped up, it, it, it's hard. It's hard to uh, calm it down. Tennessee Democrats advertised for the event in the days and hours leading up to it, encouraging people to attend, raise your voices at the Capitol, advocate for gun violence uh, controls and stronger gun laws in Tennessee. Here's what I've been hearing. I have eyes and ears all over the place because I run a news publication. Conservatives are everywhere. And we continue to grow. I'm hearing that McNally and Lee specifically, and usually that means Sexton ain't far behind them, are pushing for red flag laws. Meaning the state of Tennessee somehow, some way, will determine if you are mentally fit to possess a firearm. I don't trust the government to do that. We're in the middle of a situation where emotions... Illogical emotions are running high. Can you remember a time in the recent past where, for the sake of safety, emotions ran high and we were told that vaccinations would stop transmission and that we had to get them in order to go in certain places and do certain things and we still have to, according to House Republicans and, and, and it's the Senate Republicans, that we need to take these things in order to have employment? Do you remember when Tennessee said, face it, masks work? There's still some of these billboards up on the highway. They took your tax dollars to tell you that and to make you wear them and to shame you for not doing it. Do you recall when the lockdowns were going to work? And we crippled the world economy so that the government could have more control. Most of these people that told us all this in the Republican legislature are still 
in office. They were liars then, and they are liars now. I do not trust Governor Lee or McNally or Sexton to lead us through an emergency. The only thing they know to do in an emergency is to take away your constitutionally guaranteed rights, and we've seen them do it, and then begrudgingly and reluctantly give them back, and in cases where corporate money or federal money is on the table versus your constitutional rights, they will trade your rights for money seven days a week and twice on Sunday. You need to email Randy McNally and call Randy McNally's office and Governor Lee's office and Cameron Sexton's office and say, no red flag laws. Very sad, but I don't trust them. Next story. Guys, if you want to reach more conservatives, the actual engaged conservatives, please do email news at tennesseeconservativenews.com. We have live reads and podcasts. Our newsletter has a fantastic open rate, reaches a lot of people. Website, our numbers are up higher than they've ever been. We are growing on Twitter. Please do retweet this video when you see it, by the way. Guys, put your money through where your mouth is. You know, when I ran my small business, I was never afraid to advertise on conservative talk radio and to tell people about my beliefs, and it helped my business flourish. It is better to have a smaller group of people that are close to you and who know that you share their values who will buy from you than a mass of people that don't know what you believe in or what you stand for and who wants to work with them anyway. All right, guys, moving on to some stuff that is not nearly as depressing but is only, in many cases, mildly less depressing. Senate bill to limit parents' rights to withdraw children from Tennessee public schools stalled for this session. A Senate bill aimed at limiting parental rights to withdraw their children from public schools in Tennessee has been assigned to the General Subcommittee, which means nothing's going to happen in most cases, of the Senate Education Committee. Meanwhile, the House version of the bill remains a caption bill that does not move forward. Due to being General Sub, the legislation will likely not be considered. Again, during the current legislative session, uh, Senate Bill 0417 was sponsored by Senator Todd Gardenhire, and the House bill is sponsored by Mark White. I don't trust either of these two men. Neither of them are conservative. But at least they are letting a little bit of school choice eke out for some of these kids that are in the worst of the worst of the worst failing schools in some little specific areas, depending on how much money make, I think. The current law allows parents or guardians to withdraw their student from public school with no stipulations. The new legislation, however, aimed to amend the law to stipulate that any student with five or more days of unexcused absences can only be withdrawn for the following reasons. The student's place of residence changes. The student is seeking to withdraw to transfer to another school in the LEA or another LEA pursuant to a local board of education's open enrollment policy of out-of-district transfer policy or the student enrolls in a non-public school. Those who opposed the bill felt it was another assault on parents' rights, and they feared that had it passed, even more regulations to limit parents' options for their children's schooling would soon come. Guys, closed-circuit transmission to Mark White and Todd Gardenhire. Y'all run the uh, the Tennessee's public government education system, and it sucks royally. The money is wasted. It is an indoctrination center. I recently did an interview with Tori Venable of Americans for Prosperity, and that will air next week. If you look at the bills that have been passed about education here recently, 
here are some of the basic premises. We have to pass a bill to keep pornography out of schools because it's all over it. We have to pass bills to keep teachers and educators from convincing white children that there's something inherently evil with them because of their skin color and that also simultaneously teaches other kids of color to dislike their white friends and to confuse them. We have to get kids and parents uh, permission to not be exposed to strong sexual uh, education content and opt out of surveys and all kinds of stuff. We're continually having to put some kind of process in place, whether it's charter schools or school choice or whatever, to try to get kids out of the worst failing schools. And the academic performance is like a third of kids can read, write, do math, science, history, the whole nine yards. It's all about a third. Only a third can do it. How bad is that? It would be like if you wanted to go to a chain of restaurants and they had to pass five separate pieces of company policy that said you, you can't piss in the soup anymore. Uh, you can't throw things at customers anymore. You can't uh, cook rat meat in, instead of cow meat. And you can't uh, ring up customers for $10 more than what they bought to try to steal money for them and put it in your tips. If there was a restaurant chain that had to enact those policies, and then both the management and the waiters and the cooks fought them tooth and nail and said, well, we're going to do it anyway. Would you go eat at that restaurant? Probably not. Yet that's what our public schools are like. And Republicans are in charge of them and have been for a decade. Give everybody their money back. No strings attached. Tax rebate. Give them their money back. Let them send them somewhere else. That's my opinion. Next story. Bill to protect teachers from forcing usage of preferred pronouns placed behind the budget. Every time I have seen Representative Gary Hicks' uh, picture, it has been killing all kinds of things. I think he gaveled down uh, the bill that would have prevented the Chinese Communist Party from buying land in Tennessee. Interesting. Gary Hicks from Rogersville probably doesn't need to serve as a Republican. A bill that aims to protect teachers and staff of schools in Tennessee from being forced to use the preferred pronouns or possibly be subject to punitive consequences has been placed behind the budget and its final step before heading to the House floor for a vote. HB 1269's fiscal note indicates that the enacting the bill uh, could possibly violate Title uh, IX of the Department of Education's rule of law that take into consideration sexuality and gender identity and the definition of sex-based discrimination. This is a recent shift in the rules, which until recently only understood sex to mean the biological sex of a person. However, once the rules were changed to reflect the consideration for gender and sexuality, it placed Title IX in new territory where anyone at any time can decide if they identify something that isn't contrary to their biology. Next thing you know, people are going to be identifying as toaster ovens and hats. The planet Pluto, I mean, what, you know, once you, once you go one step, I mean, what's the difference to the next 20? When a bill has a price tag attached to it that has not already been allocated in the budget, and the Finance, Ways, and Means Committee places that bill behind the budget, only allowing passage to the floor if there's any money left over once the budget has been passed, which apparently there is a lot of money left over. 
We have surplus. So it sounds to me, and it, this is just a this is just the pattern of behavior. Do retweet this. Do get this out to people. Nobody knows this stuff. Nobody reports on this stuff but us. Nobody. I mean, no, da 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 da, body. What it means is, rather than have the truth be told in schools so that your kids aren't confused, they would rather them be in a dangerous environment, dare I say a sinful environment, for federal money. Boy, federal money and corporate money, that's all, that's all you need to dangle in front of these uh, rhinos these Southern Democrats up in Nashville for them to completely abandon their convictions. It takes about two seconds. It's sad to watch. Guys, we need your support. I want to thank all of you who gave to our March campaign. I think that we are like at 98% of our goal. Today is the last day. If you watch this on the 31st, today's the last day to participate in our March campaign. Why do we have a March campaign? We spend an extraordinary amount of money above and beyond what we normally spend when the legislature is in session because we have to report on so much so fast and even so we we miss a lot of stuff people oh, i can't believe you're not reporting on this i wish you'd report on that i was like well you write a big enough check we can report on everything but as it is we are uh we are revving uh in the red we are bumping our little budget uh to the degree that we can without being financially irresponsible we do not have any corporate sponsorship uh, we have very few advertisers because people are afraid. Uh, even conservatives are just afraid. And so when we don't put our money uh, where our mouth is, bad things happen. When we don't uh, show up to the Capitol like the Democrats did here recently to take away your rights, uh, when we don't engage to the degree that we should, bad things happen, and that's why we live in the culture we live in because conservatives have set on their tuchus and have slowly allowed uh what we know to be the American way of life, I've slowly allowed it to be eroded. You're not going to put me in the ground and look at my bank account or look at the life that I've led and say that I did not do my small part. I want you to join me. You don't have to do what I'm doing. I wouldn't recommend it. It does not pay anything. I don't take a dime out of this publication. But I need your help. Please do mail your checks. To the Tennessee Conservative, 1523 East 27th Street, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37404. Or go to tennesseeconservativenews.com slash support. We need your help. When you give any amount, any, any, any amount, we will send you this Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker. We will send you this Proud Tennessee Conservative bumper sticker. And we will also send you a directory of all these fine Republicans up there who are fighting illegal immigration, giving you school choice options, making sure you have medical freedom. Oh, no, those are all lies. They're doing the opposite of that. Not, not all of them, uh, but the majority. But the majority. Um, because the ones that are actually conservative up there, they get penalized. They get penalized. They lose committee sponsorships. Their bills are killed outright in petty retribution because it's not about the principle. It's about power, and it's about money up there. If you give $50 or more, we will send you. Or if you give a $10 recurring donation monthly or more, we need recurring donations, guys. If you if you get to the donate button page and you're like one time or monthly, please click monthly. We need it. De desperately need it. Proud Tennessee Conservative Tumblr. 
right here. This thing is made of um, this thing is made of, of melted down bullets uh, from when firearms were first invented and used in the Chinese culture. Uh, I think that they are the first ones that started using gunpowder and actually used them in warfare. Uh, very old technology guns, and uh, they were melted down from the Xing dynasty and uh, placed into this uh, mug. And so with every mug that you hold, you hold a piece of firearms history. And so uh, proud Tennessee conservative tumbler, you can drink out of this to annoy uh, your friends and relatives who are liberal. And we also send you this proud Tennessee conservative koozie to keep those those smaller drinks warm. And uh, this this is made of, uh, of a black material that is very insulative. I don't know what this is necessarily. Um, I'm looking here. I think this is made of, of repurposed tires off of uh, 18 wheelers that are driven by Dade Dudley and uh, Junior Brown. I think that's what this is of. I'm not certain, really. But it will keep your beverages hot or warm. Thank you, guys. Next story. Legislation to require immigration status check of potential voters moves forward in the House. A bill that would clean up voter rolls and aid in election integrity in Tennessee passed the House Elections and Campaign Finance Committee on Wednesday, March 29th. House Bill 0835, sponsored by Representative Brian Ritchie. Email Brian Ritchie and say thank you. He's giving everybody up there the Bruce Griffey treatment. Meaning, he's actually voting the way Republican primary voters want to see Republicans vote. But he's going to be treated like a pariah for doing it. Because that's what happens up there. Richie, as introduced, requires the coordinator of elections to compare the statewide voter registration database with those of other relevant state agencies and uh, county records when compiling information to distribute to the county election commission for purposes of purging voters who have moved. It requires the coordinator of elections to compare the statewide voter database uh, with the Department of Safety uh, database to ensure non-citizens are not registered to vote in the state. Currently, there are no requirements for the state election coordinator to do any type of immigration status check, ensuring that potential voters are legally allowed to vote in the United States. The bill passed uh, with four A's and two nays, with two Republicans, Chairman Tim Rudd and Representative John Crawford, voting against it. Uh, the vote by Tim Rudd surprises me. I, I assume he may have some kind of reason, although I can't see why. But John Crawford's vote doesn't surprise me. John Crawford is the number one person that you can count on uh, and, and, and give credit to for the fact that Democrats can vote in Republican primaries. John Crawford should be censured by the state Republican Party along with everybody who voted against closing the primaries because it is what the SEC committee sent. Now, will Scott Golden do that? He's the Tennessee Republican Party chair, right? Ethics, integrity, the platform, what Republicans really stand for. Will he stand up to these people that went against the will of the SEC? Will he stand up uh, against these people that went against the will of the primary voters and, and the Republican Party? It'll be a cold day in hell. Scott Golden's bought and paid for by the corporate interests that fund the Republican Party in Tennessee, and he'll go down there and make a show of it. But he won't stay. He's more interested in keeping conservatives out of the primaries than he is holding Republicans accountable to the platform. And that's just what the evidence points to. These are not, these are not my opinions, people. 
These are not like, Brandon Lewis is just doesn't like so-and-so. I don't care about anybody up there personally. There's a couple I do I like personally. But if they don't vote right, I'm just going to tell you about it. it. It always hurts me to tell you about it. I don't like doing it. I don't even like telling you how bad the Republican Party is right now. It's terrible to deliver this type of bad news. It's depressing. But you need to know the truth. And that is the truth. I mean, there's nothing to point... There's no evidence that I've seen that points to anything other than, to the contrary, than that the Republican Party at the state level is corrupt. I I don't see any other... I don't see how we got through the last two and a half, three years like we did without that being the case. We need new leadership in the SEC and at the top. The legislation will move on to the House Local Government Committee and will be considered on the April 4th calendar. We'll see what happens. Next story. Tennessee legislature passes law to prohibit government-funded abortions. Both chambers of the Tennessee General Assembly, thank goodness, have now passed legislation aimed at preventing local governments from spending taxpayer dollars to assist individuals in getting abortions. House Bill 90, sponsored by Representative Deborah Moody, and Senate Bill 600, sponsored by Senator Joey Hensley, will prevent any city, county, or metropolitan government from spending taxpayer dollars for the purposes of murdering babies in the womb and other places. And again, I don't mean to tie these two things together, and maybe I shouldn't, but I will. I would say 95% of everybody that was storming the Capitol this week, demanding that something be done that would never have any effect as it relates to gun rights to protect children, are the same people who consistently push to kill them before they're born. I don't understand it. On March 13th, the Senate bill passed 600 with 27 uh, votes in favor and 6 against. Only Democrats voted against, which I can't believe it. Of note, Representative Lynn is the only Republican recorded as voting no at any point during the bill's progression in either the chamber or the legislature. Hmm. Representative Lynn, that's an interesting vote. Next story. Bill to speed up review of inappropriate books in Tennessee schools heads to the House floor. A bill with the purpose of helping to weed out objectionable books in the state school library in a timelier fashion passed out of the House Education Committee this week. It is sponsored by Representative Susan Lynn. Lynn explained that books that meet the definition of obscene in state law should not even come up for review or vote by an LEA, but should instead be immediately removed. The bill states that books that meet those terms as defined in Tennessee Code must not be maintained in a school's library. The bill also sets a time limit of 60 days from when a complaint is filed about an obscene book in a school library collection. If a school uh, board does not vote on a book, it will be deemed inappropriate, removed, and then sent to a review of the Tennessee Textbook and Instructional Materials Quality Commission. House Bill 843 also uh, makes it clear that the LEA does not create a contemporary community standard by accepting or rejecting books that include uh, that are included in a library connection. Collection. Connection. Whichever you prefer. All right, guys. Man, it's tough. This has been a tough... Tough week at ye olde Tennessee Conservative News to bring and report and cover stories of this fashion. And I don't know, many of you know, 
I was raised up until I was about 13 primarily by two World War II generation grandparents in a little bitty house that had no air conditioning, no telephone, and a, a, a black and white 13 inch TV that, at least when I was little, got pulled out of a closet for us to occasionally watch something if, if it was important enough that the grandparents felt like it needed to be watched. My father was born in 1937. My, grand, my grandfather on the other side, and this is the other side, my dad's side, was, was born in the 1800s. So I tend to have a more grounded, logical, matter-of-fact, reality-based view than most people that are my age. I would say that I probably have the personality and temperament of somebody in their 70s. And when I look at everything going around in the world, I'm just always looking for the practical solutions based upon how humans actually behave. Not how we want them to behave. Not how we wish they would behave. But how do they actually behave? And then you have to take into account the fact that evil people do evil things. And there's a limit to how much you can do to prevent it. And it seems to me the things that we need to do to actually prevent it, we don't have the courage to do. And the things that don't make a difference or make things even worse so that other people can accumulate power or control the populace, those are the things that get enacted. Safety. Safety is the cry you hear right before your rights are taken away in almost every instance. It is the most convenient way to separate people from what God has given them and what our Constitution it, you know, what our Constitution guarantees us a right for. It's exactly what happened during COVID. The Republican Party and Republican leadership used fear in concert with Democrats and rhinos to take away your rights temporarily. For no reason, really. Looking back, there was a group that was right and there was a group that is wrong. This morning... It hit me that on, I think, March 19th of 2020, I was on the Market Street Bridge uh, just days ago. I think it was March. Maybe it was March April. It might have been April. I need to go back and look at the video. But it's been right at three years. When just a few weeks into the pandemic, I was leading a protest, and I said that the masks didn't work. I read a book called The Great Influenza years and years ago before anything like this happened. And that the vaccines probably wouldn't work because this is a, a flu-like strain. And that there was no data to show that the lockdowns were working. Everybody thought I was a fool. But I know when people are trying to manipulate me based upon fear because I grew up with it. Not for my grandparents. Not for my father. But I saw it in schools... I was exposed to it, and so I recognized it, and I bristle against it. Fast forward to where we are now, that small band of crazy people that the mainstream media in Tennessee peed all over while they fawned all over BLM turned out to be right, and everybody else turned out to be wrong. Not everybody, but most people. Later, some folks came around to our way of thinking, but on that day early on, it was mighty lonely out there. Everybody felt like it, but nobody was willing 
to endure the social pressure of telling the truth in that type of heated emotional environment. Let me guarantee you something. You can always trust me to tell you the truth in a heated, uncomfortable environment. I'm built for it. And as it relates to our gun rights, and as it relates to what really needs to be done, it's not going to be what will be suggested. So, keep an eye out for it. Very somber. I hate these somber podcasts. I just want some good news. We need to start, we need to add some kind of good news segment to this show. Jason, what do you think about that? Good news section? You think that'd be good? I think it would be. We need to find something. Maybe put it toward the beginning of the podcast. I don't know. We're going to try to do something different. So what's going on this weekend? I know that's what everybody tunes in for. Right now, as we speak, my car is full of my items, which includes a a gas-powered, not a gas-powered, a a battery-powered chainsaw, uh, (laughs) and some clothes, and a speaker, and a box of wine. Um, everything I need to be happy. I just build a fire, listen to some music, drink a glass of wine. I'm just cloud nine happy. I'm going uh, to Blue Ridge to spend spring break, or at least part of it, with my beautiful family and some family friends, Sean and Lacey. Uh, I met my friend Sean, who is an attorney, when I went to church at First Presbyterian. And I'll tell you a funny story, and then I'll wrap it up. I walk into First Presbyterian Church, and it's kind of confusing in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I go to Calvary Chapel now in in, in Chattanooga. Maybe I'll tell you, you know, I've only been to three churches since I've been in, in Tennessee, and each stint, the first one was 10 years, the second was 10 years. A friend of mine planted a, a church, and we helped them plan it and get it up and going. But then they wouldn't open back up after COVID, but Calvary did, and they were more attuned to what was culturally going on and, and, and really shepherded their people, so I went to Calvary, but nonetheless. So I show up at First Presbyterian Church. I'm, I'm pretty friendly and outgoing. And uh, so I saw this, these two guys wandering around, and I'm like, hey, hey where were you? you know, so, and they're like, well, where do you go to church? And I was like, it's in here. Because I'd already been in there. I went to the coffee place. I found out where I was going to sit. I come back in. They asked me where to sit because I was so friendly. They thought I was a greeter at the church, but I wasn't. I was just there for my first day. Well, Sean, uh, and I think either Ashley or Chris Harris. I think it was Ashley. I can't remember. Uh, But certainly Sean. They were there, and they thought that that I was a greeter, and so we went to church services together. And then right after church services, uh, either me or them was like, let's go get something to eat. You want to go get something to eat. And it might have been Sean or it might have been me because Sean's very outgoing as well. And so we went to Sticky Fingers and we ate. And we just started hanging out. And we have been very fast friends ever since. And his beautiful wife, uh, Lacey, is fantastic and is also related to another one of my friends. And so uh, we've got about four or five families that whenever they have family functions, there's the family function and then there's the Lewis's. I just might be about six or seven. Some of them don't live as close, so we don't see them as much. But there's probably about six or seven families that, like, old Uncle B, little, little Louie, is always <laughs> hanging out at the birthday parties and occasionally and sadly the funerals and everything else. And so I'm going to go hang out with friends 
um, and my my lovely wife and my two darling children in Blue Ridge, and we're going to just hang out and go find some fun stuff for the kids to do and enjoy the view. Uh, I do think it's very important that you set aside time to spend with your friends and your family, even in a busy world that you live in. And between my paying job and this non-paying job, I live in a very busy world, but my relationships are really something I treasure and prize, and I love my time with my family and my friends, and uh, I hope to see y'all. Hey, listen, uh, one last little note-keeping section. And only those of you that really like this have listened till now. So I know that you may be the ones that actually show up. On July, I think the second to last weekend in July, I am going to be putting together... Let me go ahead and find it here. Got to look at my own phone to figure out what this is. And this is how you know. We are not professionals over here. Last weekend of July... Nope, not last weekend. The 21st and the 22nd. We're going to have the Tennessee Freedom Summit, and it is going to be in Wilson County, Tennessee. It's going to be at the Wilson County Fairgrounds, um, I think in the East and West Building. And we're going to have the Tennessee Freedom Summit. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what the format will be for that welcome reception on Friday night, but we're going to do a candidate training. I'm going to do a candidate training on uh, that Friday. So if you're thinking about running for elected office and you don't know how uh, and you don't want to lose, but you would rather win, because uh, that's what I used to help people do, I would strongly suggest that you mark uh, July 21st and 22nd down on the calendar. Uh, we're going to be able to lower the ticket prices because of the venue that we've selected uh, versus last year. Uh, we went to a hotel in Nashville, and while I really enjoyed it, and I thought it was fantastic between the parking and the tickets and the food and the taxes and the service gratuity fees and everything else, it was just amazingly expensive. So we're going we're gonna to cut down on some expenses so we can invite some more people and uh, we're going to be strictly business at this year's Freedom Summit. We're going to equip candidates to run for office, and uh, we are going to educate activists on how to better engage all across the state. So I hope to see you there. All right, guys, I'm going to hop off here. Sometimes I ramble along and I talk too long, especially on weeks like this, because even though I'm not looking at you, I feel like I'm with you, and I feel like We've got a connection, and I know we do because of the emails and the notes um, and the comments that we receive. So I really appreciate you more than you know. And uh, if it weren't for your constant encouragement and your financial support, we would not be here. Uh, we're, you know, October will be three years, I believe. Maybe it's already been three years. I think October will be three years that we've been doing this, not just me trying to fight the pandemic starting in, in, in March of 2020, but finally figuring out how to fight it uh, by October of 2020, which is by running a, a conservative news alternative. And we've had some successes. Uh, we've had some successes, and we've made some differences, uh, but we've not done it by ourselves, and I've not done it by myself. So thank you very much. Uh, do continue to pray for healing in the Nashville community. Uh, pray for wisdom and discernment with our Republican leadership because they need it and they don't have much of it uh, in many cases. So please, please do do that. Brandon Lewis of the Tennessee Conservative News. Love you, mean it. I'll see you next week. Take care.